This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for a bigger job, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. Today's podcast is brought to you by Blue Canary. The bird has landed on beautiful Bainbridge Island, conveniently located at 499 Madison Avenue. ASE Master Technician Clint Ramsey brings over 15 years of experience, award-winning diagnostic skill, and a desire to reinvent the automotive repair experience. Schedule an appointment online at bluecanary.biz or call them today at 206-451-4220. I got something for your mind, body, and soul. the bystander <laughs> yes man thank you greg nance how are you i'm i'm good i'm uh very very tired right now um just waking up mornings are the hardest part everything kind of aches um uh, and there's a big goal in front of us today but i'm uh i've found once we're moving things get a little bit better so that's that's the mentality each morning is get moving what's your uh morning routine like now, I mean, are you doing the ABCs with your feet in bed and stretching out a little before you get up? And tell me yeah, a little I, bit. I, the first thing is I've got a great team that makes everything a little bit easier for us. And so, um, if the team is thinking about what's going to be the most nutritious breakfast for me, given uh, where we're at, so getting good calories in, refueling electrolytes and hydration because I'm kind of dehydrated. I'm calorie deficit at the end of each day um, and then yeah there's stretching there's body work like kind of trigger point massage um, to kind of get me loosened up every day there's something that's been kind of bothering me so a lot of focus there um, plan our route for the day kind of where our target stopping point is get stretched out get um, get clothes on for off the day and then head out the door and then I'm generally eating breakfast in, uh, in the pickup truck on our way to uh, the start line Right. Where are you at right now? We are in, um, we are outside of, of uh, Blue Earth, Minnesota. What's the name? Caxon. Caxon, Minnesota. Um, and so, yeah, beautiful little strip of prairie in southern Minnesota. Um, and yeah, it's 
it's so uh it's interesting like the days start to blend and you get this uh yeah it's remarkable seeing everything at five miles an hour because yeah it's just uh remarkable (laughs) uh do you miss home at all i do i miss um i'm especially missing my nieces right now especially after uh, yesterday's news on the texas shooting i've been for sure yeah man um that was really tough i was um kind of ending a very difficult day 30 and then um see this news on my phone and yes i i think a lot about my nieces i think about my brother and sister my folks my friends um and yeah, I, I want to get back um, as fast as I can so I can come hang out the summer and make up for lost time. Yeah, so for the people that um, live under a rock and not following your adventures right now, can you tell them a little, little bit about your mental health um, ambitions? Yeah, so we, um, um, yeah, I'm running across America, 3,071 miles for uh, for youth mental health. Our goal is to uh, spark conversations as we head across the country about how do we best support those in need. Um, I think many of our communities are realizing, wow, this is a really, really big issue and series of issues that we're facing. And sometimes it can feel overwhelming because depression and anxiety and uh, alcohol and drug abuse are, a lot of these are at all-time highs right now. And um, that can feel overwhelming to people that want to help. So how do we help? And, um, we're going to spark a conversation on that and then spark action as well through run far foundation, a just launched um, nonprofit organization that um, aims to get young people age 13 to 23 into volunteer service projects. And so um, our, our big belief is that when you've got purpose and community, you are going to become far more resilient for the challenges that life throws at you, which life will. So let's, uh, let's help young people build deeper roots, stronger foundations. Mm-hmm. And yesterday was a huge example of why we need more mental health resources. Um, what's weather been like for you? Has it been everything different or? Yeah, it's, it's been, um, I mean, remarkable. So from a, a foot in the Atlantic on April 25th, um, we had a few very hot days where I was getting torched by the sun. Mm-hmm. We're then climbing in the Appalachians and Allegheny mountains where it can be very, very cool. And like kind of you like literally are running through fog banks and getting just like really chilled coming out of that more sunshine um, into Ohio, Indiana, just getting broiled by the sun. Um, the coldest I've been was day 12 getting just uh, 13 hours of just downpour. And so running 49 miles through standing water, um, it's just, you're chilled to the bone by the end of that. And then, um, you know, yesterday was probably 65 or 70 and overcast, which is actually kind of my favorite weather where you're not going to get too hot. You're not going to get too cold. Can just like focus on yeah. plowing ahead. Yeah. A little taste of Bainbridge. <laughs> so, so what are some of the injuries you've had so far? And, um, how do you not carry a knock from one day to the next? Yeah. So uh, I've been number one, I've been very, very lucky um, where nothing um, I've had nothing catastrophic. I've had lots of itty bitty things. Um, I I have a great team here. That's always um, here to support, including um, my, uh, my roommate over here, Yashua is a, um, just awesome. So yeah, he's, he's our body mechanic. And you know, I came back two days ago with a really tight hamstring 
we were able to work on that with some targeted stretching and trigger point massage, getting some ointments on there. Um, yesterday, it was the top of my left ankle on the front side, really stiff. So we do a little bit of stretching and then we tape that after an Epsom salt bath so that um, I wake up and actually, hey, it feels a little bit better. So, so much um, of this game is whack-a-mole. We're like, something will always be hurting and breaking down the key is to mitigate it uh, both the physical fallout of that because when your ankle hurts you can alter your stride which then makes your hip hurt or your back hurt or your shoulder hurt and i've dealt with literally each of those issues and a lot more during all this and the key for me is to uh focus on like solving the underlying issue work with yashua to get the body work done stay really well fueled and hydrated so we've had energy and then get get the stride back keep moving forward now from day one you've ran about a thousand miles already is that correct we're pushing 1400 so yeah i think 1375 or something and moreover how many days in a row have you ran now yes we've done 30 ultra marathons in 30 days um during this challenge and then uh, yeah overall i'm at i think 783 days consecutively of of running at least a mile so um, what are you running from, Greg? That's two years of running. <laughs> two years of running. No, and, and for me, the start of all that was March 27, 2020, where it was the beginning of COVID lockdown. And I felt really just like down and I felt yeah. sad and I felt like sort of like trapped. And for me, running is, is freedom. Um, it makes me feel free. Um, it makes me feel happy. And um, I know the kind of person I was before I started running, uh, where I used to um, really chronic bouts of depression, lots of, lots of alcohol to try to mask that and try to feel better that way. And then taking, you know, opiate painkillers to try to mask all that. And that, um, that's not the way that I want to live. And so I, uh, yeah, traded all that for running. And so in some ways I'm, I'm running from that previous version of me, but I, I really view it as I'm running toward a better version of me. And I'm trying to, do some good um, while doing all that too. Well said. Um, how's the documentary going? Are we getting lots of good, good footage while you're out there? We're getting great footage. So we had a, a, an amazing day um, starting at the, you know, a weekend at the Atlantic before we, we began the run. Uh, got some beautiful footage in New York City, the the ocean there onto the New Jersey Turnpike. Um, and then, yeah, since then I've been um, capturing lots of good footage um each and every day. And then we've got a film film team meeting us back in kind of the big sky through the Rockies cascades onto the Pacific. So, yeah, I think we've got lots of wonderful interviews. We've got, you know, America's a beautiful place. So a lot of cool footage from, uh, from the run. And I'm really excited to, to spark more conversation about um, addiction, recovery, and mental health. Well, you're doing a great job. Um, have you had any um, interviews with people where, you found somebody with mental health issues or a recovering alcoholic that you've got to uh, talk to along the run. Yeah. So almost every day. Um, and, and here's the thing is people will ask, um, yeah, I'm intentionally wearing it. Yeah, I've got a pair of shorts. I'll show you. Um, so I've got, I'm rocking these every day. Uh, and on one side is uh, you know, the United States here. And on the other is uh, the you know, run across America. Sorry, my zoom background is filtering that, but um, it's the number of days we've been running and little conversation starter at a cafe or a restaurant or a diner um, or a street corner. 
people ask what I'm up to, are you running a race? And I um, share, you know, for 15 or 20 seconds and more times than you'd, you'd think the other individual shares something from their own story with, oh, wow, you know, I've dealt with X, Y, Z, or my son has dealt with this. And, you know, just two days ago, and uh, I mentioned Blue Earth, Minnesota. The reason why I was thinking about that is wonderful fellow Steve mentions um, his own mental health practice as a daily journal he has kept since January 1st, 1976. Wow. Every day since 1976, he has kept a journal to help him stay on top of his mental health. And he then shared the heartbreak of sending his son onto the Iraq war. And as he put it, the boy, um, the boy we sent to war never came home. Um, the, the man who returned was deeply, deeply scarred from those experiences. And he was just deeply vulnerable sharing, you know, how difficult that has been and how his family's tried to cope with that and tried to move on um, and try to be there for someone going through really, really tough stuff. So that was one of, literally dozens of powerful conversations that um, that we've had on the route. And what I'm really learning about all this is that mental health challenges are so much more universal than even data is picking up. Um, you know, the data looks really bad, like, oh my gosh, millions and millions of people. And it looks like we're turning the wrong direction. And I think the data is off. I think there are even more um, folks struggling. I think every person is connected in some way to the challenges of mental illness and the challenges of maintaining mental health. So our big belief in all this is how do we help young people build the right habits, the right foundation? Because if you, if you help someone at this age, as they get a little bit older and more mature, they're able to uh, navigate life storms with the, uh, the right kind of disposition and experiences. Awesome. Um, what's your daily routine looking like besides uh, getting up, getting stretched out, having a big breakfast and then, um, do you immediately go on a run? Do you stretch out some more? Do you get any pool work in? Anything like that? Yeah. So I'm up. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll give you the sort of typical day. So we initially were aiming to do like a sunrise start each day, like getting an early bird flow. And within a few days, um, it became obvious I was doing my best running later in the day. And so as we've shifted our schedule back, we're really trying to optimize yeah, the running window so that the um, you know 11 or 12 hours I'm out there getting the most miles at the lowest effort. And so, uh, yeah, the way that we're doing that is, uh, you know, I mentioned a little bit of the morning deal with you know, wake up, get the breakfast, get stretched, um, get dressed. And then I'm running usually 90 minutes to three hours, depending on, um, the weather, the topography, how I'm feeling. And then we'll do a, our first pit stop. And at the pit stop I'm drinking. So I'm putting down a probably a vitamin water, some electrolytes, maybe a coffee, um, I'm you know, flagging something that's been bothering me. Maybe we'll do a little bit of stretch like we did yesterday. Um, eating, you know, trying to get something down the hatch. Maybe it's a blueberry muffin. Maybe it's another breakfast sandwich. Um, a huge part of all this is fueling. You know, I need 7,500 calories a day. That's really hard to eat when you're running the full day. So you're, I'm drinking a lot of that. I'm stuffing my face whenever I can, however I can. Mm -hmm. And then another three hours of running down the road before a lunch, kind of a similar deal, Ref refueling, rehydrating another three, four hour block. And really it's, it's a little bit of groundhog day where we're, we're repeating the same structure because yeah. that uh, that's, what's working for us. And when you're on the Island, you, I used to see you running about midday 
you know, starting out your day. And um, that makes sense that you kind of keep that type of schedule for yourself because you're doing 10, 12 hours, if not more per day. And you got to be tired. I'm, t- I'm tired watching you every day. <laughs> yeah, it's it, this is a special kind of deal because, you know, I um, I do run every day and I, um, you know, pride myself on taking on big challenges and then getting back in the arena, doing it again. This is a special kind of deal because it um, it feels never ending. I mean, it's like um, I, I've uh, shared with the, with our road crew here. Yoshi and Elise that some mornings I really feel like a prisoner on the way to the gallows where it's like, Mm. um, I've got to go run 47 miles today. And the last thing I want to do is get out of bed, let alone put on my shoes and go run 47 miles. So yeah, there's a huge mental side of all this. Cause yes, it is exhausting. Absolutely. And we got to do it again today. And you also, got to do it again tomorrow and the day after and the day after. And so, so much of that is how do you block out the full totality and the full magnitude of the challenge while focusing on just the the here and now. And literally it's like getting to that mailbox or that telephone pole or that like, you know, maple or that Oak mm-hmm. that, um, that really helps me because I get overwhelmed. The moment I start thinking about 42 miles to go or 1700 miles to go, uh, it's, uh, you can really uh, put yourself in a bad headspace that makes everything far harder. So keep it easy by focusing on you know the moment in front of you. Yeah, I remember doing that little mailbox trick and and trees and stuff when I was running. Yeah, in junior high back in cross country days. What was it like um, running through Chicago and going back to your old stomping grounds there? Yeah, it, it was a powerful moment, man. I um, Chicago is a very special place to me. I went to college there and. Um, I went through some tough stuff during college where um, my sort of daily therapy would be getting out on the lakefront to, uh, to run. And I would do these big laps back and forth on uh, Lake Michigan there with just all these big dreams of like you know, what my life um, could be. And I kept telling myself, like, this will be worth it one day. Like, just keep going, even though I had no idea where any of it would lead. And so uh, in so many ways, that's where I became a uh, you know, a distance runner. That's where I trained for my first half marathon. That was the foundation for my first ultra. And so, um, running back through there here, uh, 12, 13 days ago now, yeah. Powerful flood of, of emotion, you know, feeling nostalgia. I felt a certain kind of like tenderness toward the 19 year old version of me who had just been booted from the track team, who was trying to kind of rebuild, um, his life there on the lakeshore. And, um, getting there, getting to see a bunch of my friends and then realizing that, you know, I am living that 19 year old's dream right now. Um, like my 19 year old self would be really stoked that the 33 year old version (laughs) is still as crazy as I am getting after it, doing these things. So that, uh, that, that part was really cool thinking about, um, kind of the nostalgia with that and how, uh, how stoked I think he would be. Well, you're the good kind of crazy. Yeah. Definitely the good. We're all a little crazy. You got you got to channel it in the right way. I think so. Well, I'm sure you got plenty to do. So I'm going to make this time short um, and continue to follow you online. Um, my son Vinny was telling me that uh, you're a big pretzel eater. Um, that's something that slipped my mind a little bit. Um, how many pretzels do you eat, and what's your go-to pretzel? My go-to pretzel. We've been. Um, see, I like salty. The body when you're sweating, you need salt to to restore the sodium you're losing. So yeah, pretzels are great. Um, 
my go-to pretzel, we've been just kind of getting gas station pretzels, I think, along the way mainly. And trying different styles has been fun during all this. And there have been a number of hits. So um, yeah, for the young young folks that they're training, pretzels are a good little snack. Get your sodium back. How does that not dry out your mouth, though, and get caught in mouth? The, the big conundrum. And yeah, I always, it's like one pretzel, one big sip. And so it helps with hydration. You know, you're, mm-hmm. yeah, you're incentivized to drink more. Are you listening to anything while you run? I uh, I am. So my favorite thing is actually bird song. So I um no headphones, just listen to the birds. Um, and uh, I do that for hours every day. And um, I, it's really amazing. Like I, I can hear the differences as we're climbing the Appalachians. Then on the back side, it's like wow, those are totally different. You know, population species, of birds. Yeah, yeah message uh, messaging each other. And then across the across the um, farmland of Ohio and Indiana, you know, different deals into the city and then the prairie. It's been remarkable. So that's been my favorite thing. I also have, uh, I, you know, I listen to audiobooks. I listen to some music as well. And so something that gets my mind off the pain I'm feeling, that's usually the go-to. <laughs> What's the strangest thing you've seen on the run? Strangest thing I've seen on the run. Has um, there been any animals come out of the woods running after you? What's that? Something to do with the cows. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, overwhelmingly positive um, experience. Yeah, we, we have had a number of folks just really confused with, like, what we're up to and not, um, you know, almost in disbelief there's some runner guy going through, like, farmland in the middle of absolutely nowhere. And so, yeah, I think a number of those have been, um, you know, strange. I think it's been strange for them to see me uh, is is how that, that shakes out. And um, now the, uh, the big... Um, the big thing for me that's been um, kind of surprising in all of this has been a lot of the challenges folks are feeling, whether it's in a big city like New York or Philadelphia or Chicago or you know, little sub- suburban pockets outside those or really out in the sticks. Um, a lot of folks are hurting right now and a lot of folks are trying to get their footing and trying to do the right thing for their kids. And you know, I've met, you know, I've had the, uh, I've spoken to probably four or five cops now um, that have stopped me um, in various capacities. And we've had a little conversation on this. Um, I've talked to folks at diners and street corners and um, folks out watering their lawn or mowing. And uh, when they ask what we're up to, there's, there's a moment of connection there. And um, we have so much more in common than, you know, that that separates us. And I think we have a habit of forgetting that, especially with, the way the media likes to message us and the way our electoral politics tend to work, but there's a lot of common ground and um, especially for how do we help young people? And so, yeah, that, that's my, that's my big surprise. And so that's the strange, that's the strange thing that I've, I've, I've sensed in all this is um, there's fertile ground for us to work, work together and to really, it's going to take a village and it's going to take a national village to do this. And I'm hopeful this up, uh, this run can be a small part of, you know, how we do it. Awesome, Greg. Um, I'll let you go. You want to shout out your foundation again and um, anything else? Yeah. So the, the uh, couple last thoughts. Number one, I want to thank folks. Um, I've gotten so much wonderful support and encouragement from the island. Um, and it's it's everything from really sweet messages on text or on Facebook or on Instagram. And I can't tell you how many times I felt really down. And I open up you know, my, my Instagram and there's all these sweet messages that really give me kind of wind in the sails going forward. So thank you. That that means far, far more than I think folks 
realize uh, with, a, with a challenge in this magnitude. And um, we've also gotten an outpouring of support for our foundation, runfarfoundation.com. We're all about helping young people get their footing through community service, um, passion, purpose, and community. And um, we would love your help building our impact. Uh, we just hit 100 founding donors. We want to keep growing it. Um, you can learn more, runfarfoundation.com. And then uh, the final thing I want to say is um, thank you to the to Team Mom, the uh, four mm-hmm. wonderful, wonderful moms who have been helping us literally from day zero on this, getting this off the ground and organizing everything behind the scenes. So um, I can't wait to hang out um, this summer and hopefully see a bunch of y'all at the uh, 4th of July parade. Yeah. Awesome. Do anybody in your crew want to give a shout out to their mom or significant other? I know you guys are on a long journey. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're all missing our families and yeah, we, uh, our family and friends and we're, uh, we're out here. So. I can do a shout out. Yeah. Shout it out. Yoshi. Yeah. <laughs> My mom's birthday is this week. So. <laughs> <laughs> Throw on a shirt and then he'll he'll join us. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why he's quiet, he's laying in bed. <laughs> yeah, no, we're we were all tired after yesterday and the the 30 days before that. So. <laughs> Come on, Yoshi. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> Anything for mom and her birthday. Yes. Here's Yoshi. Oh, I'm blurred. Nice. Now come, yeah, come, come closer. Here. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, sir. Hello. <laughs> you the one keeping this guy all fit and ready to go? I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your mom's name? My mom's name is Kale um, Kors. Kale Kors. She's changed her name a couple times, but her name's Gail Gail Kors. Tell her what you want to say. Hmm. Uh, well, first off, happy birthday. I know she's probably feeling some empty nest. Um, she's had many a children and we're all elsewhere in the world now. But um, think about her and the values she's instilled in us along the way. And she's always with us wherever we go. Um, yeah, I don't know how you would reach that outlet, but, um, yeah, she's in New York, so. Well, happy birthday to her. Yeah. You you keep taking good care of this guy, Yoshi. Um, the world appreciates it. Greg, it's always good to see you. Um, get home, man. Get home. One step at a time. We're doing it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Be well. Take care, boys. Godspeed. Thank you. Cheers. Be, be kind.